to win there. I know. Yeah. Well, I was eight, so. So no. No, no. I was just like, That's oh, why we horses. Call the bookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was born into this business. <laughs> he was he was making picks then, you know. Maybe I should, you know, rather than do all the work of training him, yeah. just make the Don't picks. ask for your picks on the ponies, though, because I, I can't help you there. Okay. <laughs> the rookie, Andrew Boynt, here with First Northern Bank. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastropub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. For 75 years, St. Edmund's Catholic Church has served the communities of Ranchester, Dayton, and Parkman. But in that time, the needs served have outgrown the little church's limited capacity and outdated facilities. So they've embarked on a building project and are close to having the funding to advance to the building phase. But they could use some help. Won't you join them in their vision? Please send your tax-deductible donation today to St. Edmund's Building Fund, P.O. Box 217 in Ranchester. Mandy Coltisco from Century 21 BHJ brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Shrimp is a one-year-old hound mix who is quite the catch. He would do well in an active household with lots of fun outside time. Come and snag shrimp today. Link is a playful guy looking for a playful home. This one-year-old domestic short hair is an adorable little boy with energy to spare. That is, until it's nap time. This holiday season, give the gift that keeps on giving with Sunlight Federal Credit Union. Imagine a 25-month certificate of deposit at a dazzling 5.13% annual percentage yield. With a solid 5% annual percentage rate, starting with just a $500 deposit, you can secure your financial future without breaking the bank. No new money required. Give the gift of savings this holiday season. Member NCUA, Sunlight Federal Credit Union, building a brighter future together. Is it time to refresh, renew, reimagine, or rebuild your marketing plan or start a marketing plan? Problem is, that's not nearly as easy as it used to be. People now have new work schedules, different shopping patterns, completely new ways of entertaining themselves. It's critical now to be able to connect with them at home, on the go, and these days especially on their mobile devices question how the heck do you create a marketing strategy to connect with customers on all those platforms the answer share to media we can connect with them on air online print social media and through email campaigns listen there's a lot of good stuff to tell you but if finding and retaining your best customers is your goal let's talk we have a systematic approach to marketing success and a proven track record Visit sharedmedia.com. It'll be strictly fact-finding for us, non-decision-making for you. Visit the sharedmedia.com advertise page today or call 672-7421 or email sales at sharedmedia.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Aaron Palmer. And good morning, Aaron Palmer on the uh, Public Pulse, filling in for Floyd Whiting, who is out this week. First Federal, thank you. And uh, we've got uh, an interesting show today. We have with us uh, Amy Long, who is the director of the Sheridan County Public Library System. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Happy to be here. Good, good. You have quite a bit of stuff that you gave us to that we're going to cover, talk about. And first of all, 
you've been with the Cameron Duff was the library director forever and a day. He was, yes. So <laughs> a lot of people are starting to figure this out that he's not there anymore. So mm-hmm. that that's what you did. You took over for Cameron. I did. He moved over to the county, uh-huh. and uh, I got here at the beginning of August. I started on August 9th, I believe. Did they find you elsewhere, or were you involved with the Sheridan community, and then you just kind of stepped up? Um, I actually saw the job posted when I was living in Parker, Colorado, just south of Denver. Mm -hmm. I worked at Douglas County Libraries out there, um, had been with them 19 years. I was waiting till my 20th year, and then this job showed up, and I applied for it, and uh, they hired me. So. Yeah. So Colorado's not a far stretch from Wyoming. It's no. a little bigger, but it's essentially the same type of people, same type of situation. So you're familiar with Wyoming, obviously, enough that you kind of fit in. Yeah, well, my uh, husband was born in Deadwood, and oh, okay. his father lives in Tundance now, and he grew up sort of in the Rapid City lead area, and his brother and sister still live in South Dakota. So we've been up in Wyoming quite a bit visiting family. His uncle lives over by Devil's Tower. Hmm. So, yeah, we're, we were looking for a way to move to an area like this and never thought a job like this would pop up. So I was very happy to see it. Very good. So Sheridan, Buffalo, Gillette area, this whole northeast mm-hmm. Wyoming area you were familiar with. Yeah, okay. a little bit. We'd only been to Sheridan once, but I remember when we drove through thinking, this is a really awesome town. So you're not I, I could live here. With the job at all or the area. Oh, no, no, it has mountains <laughs> and it has um, all the topography I'm used to that I love so much and the blue skies and the cold winters. I love cold winters. I know it's weird, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of snow here and there doesn't hurt anyone. No. Okay. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on for the last few days of the year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the beginning of the year, obviously, there's going to be a whole slew of things. So let's kind of get started on this and talk a little bit about things that are going on with the library, mm-hmm. um, things to do for children. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. Okay. I love talking about what the library does for children. I think one of our most popular things that any library does is story times. Mm-hmm. And so our story time is currently on a little hiatus, but they'll start up about mid-January. And um, they're on Tuesday and Thursday at 10.30 to 11 a.m. And it's a chance for moms to bring their little ones to hear a story being read. Little ones. Little ones, preschool. Um, It's a great opportunity to show kids really early on how books work, because you actually have to learn that. It's a literacy skill to learn, like, which direction do you open it? Which direction do you read from? Even before they're knowing their letters and things. And then it's a great chance to to associate books with play and fun. And that helps sort of lay the groundwork for everything that they'll do in school after that. You know what's interesting? Because with the, the way that our economy is now, mm-hmm. my mom, when I was little, was able to stay home. And so I learned to read before I ever got to school. Yeah. And that was pretty common with my Gen X, you know, mm-hmm. people. But after that happened, you know, we had families that required two incomes. So that's kind of an important thing because a lot of these kids nowadays don't get that education at home before they go to preschool or, or kindergarten or whatever. So they're, that's important. It is important. I think um, reading to babies is as important as reading to your preschooler. Um, I worked when my kids were little. I have a five and a seven-year-old. And so I would read to them at night at bedtime um, because that's what I could do. 
And so even from the time that they were little babies, I would read them stories before bed as part of our bedtime routine. So anywhere that you can find the opportunity, uh, it's a great chance to bond with your kids and also lay the groundwork for what they'll do as they get older. And kids are naturally curious. So if you're reading them a book and they're curious to know what those symbols on the page mean Mm -hmm. and how they sound and this, that, and the other. So anything that I think, like you said, that you can do to spur that curiosity Mm -hmm. or to give them a little bit of information and a little bit of education before they actually have to go into a classroom and learn it, Mm -hmm. I think helps immensely. Absolutely. Okay. So that's story time. That's coming up in uh, mid-January. Yep. And let's move on to the next thing, children's theater. Yeah, in the children's theater, that's where we do the story time, and we also have a program called Free Build Fridays in that room where they can go in and play with Legos and just sort of free play. Okay. And it's an opportunity to use their creative skills and keep them busy for a little while. Um, Especially during Christmas break, it can be helpful, but just anytime on Fridays, it's uh, between 10 a.m. and 4.30 p.m., so it's kind of open all day for that activity. Yeah, the children's theater jumped out at me like a sore thumb. Sorry. That's okay. I went, what's that? It's the room room that you're in, and it looks like a theater, so, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... Anyone, any any child in Sheridan <laughs> County, whatever, can come in and do these free build Fridays for Lego time? Absolutely. What is it with libraries and Legos? <laughs> well, I think libraries are always seeking that way to connect with the community. And Legos <clears throat> are sort of a never-ending interest for all generations of kids. I mean, my husband pulled out a box that he had when he was a kid and gave it to my kids, and they've been playing with it for days. So, yeah. I love those things growing up, the pirate <laughs> ships and all that stuff that was, you know, that was available. A lot of those still are, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. Um, I keep hoping for grandkids <laughs> so that I can, like, buy stuff that I can help play with, both right. Legos and whatnot, but so far, eh, <laughs> knock on wood. Um, so that's coming up on, is that every Friday? That is, yeah. And that's, that will begin when? Uh, I think it's still going on. I, we've been doing it all year, so I think it's still. Okay, so we're not waiting till January. I don't think so. So this Friday they can do it? I believe so. Good. Okay. Card making. Yeah. For all ages. Yeah. Like birthday cards? Yeah. Just It's just a, a fun crafting session. We have a great uh, children's librarian Zola, who comes up with amazing ideas for how to help kids connect with their creativity. And it's a great chance to sit down and make some fun cards. And this will be happening on Saturday, February 10th. Mm-hmm. Just in time for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. That makes sense. <laughs> so a good card yeah. for your family or for your teacher or... <laughs> Is this something they need to sign up for or just... I believe you can just drop in, but... Doesn't hurt to... Yeah. Um, Okay, mm-hmm. so call the Children's Library, and that number is 674-8585, extension 119, for more information or to set up your child for this opportunity. That's right. Okay. Um, back on my notes here. Teens. Let's move up to the next age, age group. <laughs> so what does the Sheridan County Library offer for teens? Well, we have a program coming up called Dragons, Goblins, and Heroes, and this is on January 3rd, so just next week, from 4.30 to 5.30. It's an opportunity 
to talk about <clears throat> mythical creatures and fantasy stories with author Raymond Keith. And he'll be discussing the inspiration. He'll be there. I think he's going to be via Zoom. Oh, Zoom. So I think okay. he's going to Zoom in and do this discussion group. And um, his book, The Inn at the Forest Edge, will be available for purchase at the event. So it's a good opportunity to just talk about all things geeky, which I am a huge fan of. <laughs> how, how much... Because my kids are... I was into Dungeons and Dragons yeah. when I was younger yeah. for a while. And so I had a lot of the, you know, the, the booklets, the dice, mm-hmm. this, that. And so my kids kind of got into it with their mom and they're still into it. Yeah. So now we get together and play periodically. But what are, are I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. they do. But what other things besides Dungeons and Dragons is there out there for the teens to get involved in with these types of things? Dragons, goblins. Oh, my gosh. That kind of stuff. Video games. <laughs> Okay. Even Minecraft has a dragon. I feel like dragons just show up everywhere. Um, my son, I started reading him a fantasy series that's meant for about first graders, all about dragons. So you can indoctrinate them right off the bat about <laughs> dragons and fairies and fantasy and magic, and then they just carry through it. Um, even though YA fantasy kind of changes every 10 years, there's always that theme of the epic fantasy. Um, and you find it in movies, you find it in books, you find it in video games. There's just, it's everywhere. It's great. There's something that touches everyone, I think, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would assume that's why people were really into Game of Thrones. Yeah. And a lot of these other movies, the, you know, the Dragon Slayer, and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I, what is it about that, that, that it just sparks something in, in everyone? Do you know I that? don't know. I, I always loved reading fantasy. And I think the thing I liked about it is it's a total escape from the things you worry about. But the themes of your life are still there. So there's still friendships. There's still um, drama. There's still adventure. There's still challenges. There's tragedy that, of course, I didn't experience as a teenager, but you could read about it. And it's just a grand adventure, like The Hobbit. I don't know. Loved those books when I was growing (laughs) up, the the whole Hobbit series and yeah. yeah, and then they made the movie, and I kind of geeked out on that when they made those because that was great. But it, it still doesn't compare to the books. No, or the, the original cartoon that we watched as yeah. we were kids. Yeah. Like, there's something about that that really nailed the tone of those books. <laughs> Interesting. Well, it's it's a fun thing. So mm-hmm. these kids can get together and, and learn more about this and just be involved in the whole thing. This... Mm-hmm. When when I was a kid, which yeah. was a million years ago, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons thing was kind of just getting big. It had been around for a while. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of parents and a lot of people in authority that were really looking at this, thinking it was going to, you know, cause issues with yeah. the younger generation because, oh, they're they're going to, you know, they're not going to know how to deal with reality and whatever else, which obviously mm-hmm. didn't happen. Do you remember but, the Tom Hanks movie? Which one? It's the in the early '80s. He made this movie about getting involved in a role-playing game where he completely lost reality and ended up institutionalized. No. Yeah, you should check it out. It, I can't remember what it was called now because, of course, I'm trying to remember it. But right, um, of course. yeah, there was this huge fear that we wouldn't be able to tell real from fantasy, right. and that it would you know make us all crazy, you know, yeah, crazy and, <laughs> and violent and whatever else. Yeah. And it and it just didn't happen. No. You know, it did with some. I mean, obviously there there was, but I think when they were viewing 
our generation as a whole, they're thinking, oh, they're going to turn out to be, you know, psychos. No, no. that didn't happen. But interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that it's, that it's grown to mm-hmm. what it has in the last 30 years. And that it enduringly speaks to generation after generation. Sure. That's yeah. why those books were popular 100 years ago as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these books, whether you look at them or the stories, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, Alice in Wonderland was written in the 1800s. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff that was going on there was, you know, not fit for children, so to speak. But in the context that children were reading it, they didn't understand that at the time. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Yeah. So I think it's perfectly fine for a lot of the stuff for children to be in, children or teens to be involved in, mm-hmm. just because it's not something that's blatantly obvious. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway. Pop-up painting. Let's move on. We've we've yeah. spent enough time on that. <laughs> uh, pop-up painting is um, coming up on what? Oh, I guess it's happening. Yeah, it's uh, intended for older adults and teens, or sorry, older teens and adults to make fun and impromptu chances to showcase your creativity. There'll be just a few days notice, or it might just show up um, one a day at the library. That's why it's a pop-up, because it's kind of a surprise. Gotcha. But um, be on the lookout for that. Uh, that's one and of our... And how, how will that be advertised? Um, generally, just as you walk in the library, you'll see uh, see it set up and be able to participate. Oh, so just yeah. if you happen to be there, sit yeah. down, have fun. That's okay. right. Um, materials are supplied. Programs are free. For more information, feel free to contact Denise. Mm-hmm. Okay. 674-8585, extension 129. That's right. Or via email, D. Gillenwater mm-hmm. at SheridanWildLibrary.org. Okay. So she has more information. Internet safety talks. Is that for children and teens both? I think it could be, but I, it's really geared towards parents, but okay. also helping folks of all ages recognize sort of the common dangers of the Internet. I just had a conversation with my son about how what he types into the search bar in YouTube is going to determine what content he sees and what I'm comfortable with him typing in there and what I'm not. So, you know, probably a wide range of topics there, but um, one group is for teens and young adults. Parents are welcome to, and there's different, a wide range of ages that are going to be targeted in different ways on the internet. And you need to be aware of how you're interacting with those different algorithms and, and programs that are out there and what, what kind of things to be on the lookout for. So it's not just financial scams or whatever else. This is just stuff that's inappropriate things mm-hmm. that children could inadvertently. Yeah. And it's scary. You could type in something very common yeah. and get something very inappropriate popping up. Yeah. It's just crazy. And they do this intentionally. I think. Oh, yeah. The internet people. Yeah. Those people <laughs> those on people. the internet. <laughs> okay. But yeah, these are going to be some frank discussions. The dates are going to be determined after the new year, so okay. be on the lookout for more announcements and information about that. Dates coming. Okay, I'm taking notes while we're speaking. Good. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. We are having a conversation about the Sheridan County Public Library System with Amy Long, Library Director. We will come back and uh, talk more about what's going on at the library, your library. That's right. After this. <laughs> Our library. <laughs> For 
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize the final winner of the $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Sheridan Sports Officials Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Welcome in 2024 with a bang with fireworks from Whizbang Fireworks. Whizbang Fireworks has a great selection of fireworks in all varieties. Start the New Year's celebration off with fireworks. North Main Street behind Pizza Hut, Whizbang Fireworks will be open Friday, December 29th through Sunday, December 31st from noon to 5 p.m. Use cash with fireworks and follow local laws. Celebrate 2024 with fireworks from Whizbang Fireworks on North Main Street behind Pizza Hut. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 343 North Main Street, an updated restaurant building with kitchen on the main street of Buffalo, Wyoming. High visibility with inside and outside dining, covered patio for summertime dining, and a large detached garage with two standard garage doors area for storage. The commercial kitchen is with the building. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. The following message presented by First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan's only mutual bank. Visit efirstfederal.bank. Do you need to get the word out? You can use this public service announcement to get your message on the air. Just call Sheridan Media at 672-7421 and schedule a recording session with one of our producers. Call 672-7421 and schedule a recording now for your public service announcement and get the word out with Sheridan Media. If you're looking for a little extra sports coverage in life, you should check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast hosted by me, James Timberlake. Every week, we break down some of the biggest stories in the sports world, as well as some other topics along the way. And we'll maybe talk about something random, like how mind-blowing the invention of shoelaces must have been when they first came out. Who knows? For all of your sports jargon, and maybe a little extra, check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast posted every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts, or on SheridanMedia.com, presented by Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307 Real Estate, in Alpine Climate Control. And good morning, Aaron Palmer filling in for Floyd Whining on today's Public Pulse. And we have the Sheridan County Public Library Director, Amy Long, and we're talking about events and stuff and things that are happening at the library system. Good morning. Good morning. We talked a little bit about things that are available for children, Mm -hmm. teens. Mm -hmm. One of the things we wanted that we missed before the break, the Cool Book Club, which is coming up uh, January 23rd. Yeah. Okay. And what exactly is a Cool Book Club and what do they do? Well, that's a great question. Um, We have two book club opportunities at the library. One is called the Claire York's Book Club Series, and that one meets not just at Fulmer, but also at Tongue River and out out at Story. And so you can go and join those book discussions. They tend to be a little more literary book discussions and book choices that are sort of an intermediate book club experience. If you're used to talking about books and you have done it before, that's a great group to get engaged with. And so we wanted to create kind of a 
introduction to book club discussions. So the cool book club name chosen by the book club is sort of the way to get into talking about books. Their first book they're going to be talking about this year is The Storyteller by Dave Grohl. And you can't get cooler than Dave Grohl. So The drummer? The drummer, who is also now the Foo Fighters. Right, lead singer. Lead singer, yeah. Multi-talented guy. Multi-talented, yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And, you know, being a part of one great group, Nirvana, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But then mm-hmm. to create another one and front that and get even bigger, yeah, arguably, yes. than you were before, what a, what a talent. Well, it helps that you're around for 20 years. <laughs> true, true. But he wrote a book, I guess, right? He did, yeah. It's a really interesting autobiography, and they're going to be discussing it. It's really more of a casual conversation around a book that is not so intimidating, not so literary fiction, but something interesting that people want to get into. So um, we have limited copies of the book available, but you can give a call ahead or search the catalog. We can try and get a hold of one for you if you're interested. Or there's always options to purchase one as well. Yes, so, yes. of course. And we won't get into that. <laughs> but always that option as well. So that mm-hmm. sounds like fun. And so that's kind of the introductory yeah. to introduction, introductory, introduction yes. to the book club. Yeah, if you want to get your feet wet and see if book clubs are a thing you might like, okay. um, it's a great way to try it out. Okay, coming up January 23rd. Mm-hmm. And more information, contact D. Gillenwater mm-hmm. at SheridanWileLibrary.org. Perfect. 5 p.m. January 23rd. Okay. So you mentioned the other book club. Let's just go ahead and move right into that because that's kind of the adult yes. things that uh, are, are the next things that we're going to talk about. So let's talk about the book clubs because you mentioned... Claire York, mm-hmm. this is the author, so we're going to be, they're going to be discussing her books. She's actually, Claire York's is a um, donor for the library, so this is a book series oh. that she helped fund. And so the facilitators choose the titles. So we have a couple different titles on the, on the docket. For Fulmer, we've got The Sentence, Agatha of Little oh, Neon, Behold the Dreamers, Our Souls at Night, kind of throughout the first quarter. Tongue River has a different set of books, like Remarkably Bright Creatures, Miss Benson's Beetle, The Speckled Beauty, and then Stories working on um, those same titles. So you can choose sort of which location is nearest you and um, pick up the books that they're working on. But they meet monthly, and it's a pretty popular series, but it's a great opportunity to read a book and then talk. You always love to geek out after a really good book, right, and talk to people (laughs) about what you saw, what themes you saw, what was interesting, Maybe what you didn't like. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of good books on here now That's that great. I'm looking into the information. The Call of the Wild, Jack London. That was a great book. I read it that was. way back when. Yeah. And they've been, made a movie about it since, haven't they? They did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and our facilitators are great. They pick really good titles. Um, we've got uh, Katie Katie Curtis and um, Norlene Haley. I just saw that. Yeah. Moderators in that. So they Mm -hmm. are obviously very literary, literally, literally, literarily educated, which I'm not. Yes. (laughs) And very informed and friendly and and they lead a great conversation. And obviously very familiar with the books that they're going to discuss. Yeah. So that's coming all through the spring of 2024, Mm -hmm. uh, January, February, March, April. Clear up there. All three 
branches. Uh, branches. Yeah, Thank except you. I was Claremont. Trying, uh, I just drew blank. Except Claremont. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's touch on holiday closures since we're right in the middle of the two major holidays of the year. That's right. Um, Sheridan County Public Libraries will be closed January 1st, obviously. Because mm-hmm. you get the day off like everybody else does. That's right. Okay. January 15th, Martin Luther King Jr. or Equality Day. And then February 19th for President's Day. Those are the ones coming up. That's right. In the next in the next few, well, 90 days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Aaron, do you mind if I butt in here really quickly? Go ahead. Amy, question for you. As the director, the new director of the library system here, um, what was it that got you into, like, did you have... As the since you're the new director, what was it that really got you into, I guess, reading? Was there a specific book? Because that's like the common story, right? Is Good there question. a specific book right. that really got you into reading a lot? Um, the earliest memory I have of reading a lot was when I was a kid. We had these books that you could listen to a cassette tape and it would read to you, and you would read through the book with the cassette tape. Oh yeah, okay. And I did those incessantly. And they weren't very interesting. It was like, Bob has a bike. Bob (laughs) gets on the bike. Bob rides the bike. Bob falls off the bike. Like, (laughs) um, but something about it just immediately captured me. And then when I was a teenager, I broke my arm uh, when I was 12, the third day of summer. And I was in a cast all summer and I couldn't go do anything because it was a cast all the way up to my shoulder. And uh, I started reading whatever I could get my hands on and basically didn't stop until I had my second kid (laughs) because then I had no time. But, uh, yeah, uh, I have lots of books that kept me going and that really helped me in my life, but there wasn't really one book that turned me into a reader. I think book people raise book people and both of my grandparents were book people. My mom was a huge reader and my kids are going to be huge readers because we have books everywhere Mm -hmm. and I read to them all the time. So, um, yeah, I think I was destined to read. <laughs> Do you have a favorite book that you, I don't know if you go back to, but did mm-hmm. you just like a favorite book in general? Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is Dune. Uh, oh my God. No favorite. way. Yeah. That is I've uh, read so, that too. great book. It's, it's so funny good. you say that because I going, growing up through high school, I'm 26 now, but growing mm-hmm. up through high school, I was never a huge reader in the way that I, cause I just really got back into reading a lot this year. Yeah. Um, and the thing that really got me back into it was I was I'm a big movie person and the way that I wanted to get back into it was reading books based on movies that I loved a lot. Right. So the first one that I picked up was Dune because I loved the Dune movie. The uh, one from 84? The, the, no, the newest one. The newest the one. one. I didn't watch the 84 one. Oh, which you should have I, yeah. I, Well, and now comparing <laughs> the two, like going back, I'm sure it's a it's a much different film yeah. than compared to the new one. Um, but the newest one I really loved a lot. So me I too. picked up the Dune book mm-hmm. and... I, I've only read the first one. I haven't read Messiah or anything like that. Yeah, I've gone into the series. Um, but that was kind of the first one that really got me back into wanting to read a lot more. And now I'm reading a bunch of other books based on movies and stuff. So Yeah, I enjoy watching books based on movies. I always see movies as sort of a continuation of the story. I never want them to be completely literal mm-hmm. to the text because that's impossible. Um, some of the best you can't movie, fit that you into can't. Two, a two-hour movie. I One of the that, best right. movie adaptions is Stand By Me, and it's based on a Stephen King short story right. because it's easier to take. Well, another one is um, uh, Shawshank Redemption is also a Stephen King short story, and it's easier to take a little bit of text and turn it into a great visual story. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the fact that they've been able to do such a great job with Dune makes me excited. The 1984 version is is creepy cool. Yeah. Um, it was of, it's definitely <laughs> of a different time. It is. The, the main difference between the, the current one and the one back in 84 is obviously, you know, the, the video. Right. It just looks yeah. a lot better. Right. Yeah. The sound even. The sound. Just, right. Yeah. But, awesome. but the story and I have a hard time following the new one because I watched the Dune movie. Mm-hmm. New one. Only because they don't look like the characters to me. Right. So I, I have to actually stop and concentrate. Oh, okay, that's that's the lead dude. That's his friend. That's right. And I have to make that connection based on it's not Kyle McLaughlin. It's not, <laughs> you know, all of the it's not Sting. Right. You know, it's not all these guys that, that Sting, played in yeah. the original movie. So I have to concentrate on who they are. That's the only yeah. not saying anything that it's bad because it's a great movie. It's good. Yeah. The new one's great as well. It's just it it's it's kind of distracting to me right. where I have to stop and go, okay, who's talking here? Okay. Now well, those visuals were so catchy. Yeah. The 84 the time, ones. Right. Yeah. And, and if you watched that movie, which I've watched it many times, mm-hmm. and I think my favorite experience in college was I read Dune, I watched the movie, and then I read Dune again, and I watched the movie again. So... <laughs> so it tells you a little bit about how much I like it. That's, that's what um, I, I get with the newer movie. I did the same yeah. thing, actually. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? It's nice to be able to just live in that world for mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, and I'm excited for uh, like because I think the second one, once Dune Part Two comes yes. out, I'm probably going to want to read Messiah. To be this year too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Soon. March first, I believe is really that day. quick. Yep. I'll, I'll have to come back up to Sheridan because it won't be in Buffalo. But I'll have to come yeah. back up to Sheridan. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, interesting, James. What was the first book that actually, or did you? Can you sp- specify one that yeah. got you um, started? In high school, I remember reading The Martian. As being one. And I think uh, that was another one that was turned into a movie that I was? was pretty yep. faithful into a good ad- adaptation great. of a movie. Um, but I love the book, The Martian. And mm-hmm. Andy Weir quickly became one of my favorite authors. He just recently did Project Hail Mary, which was another really good book that I enjoyed a lot. Um, but The Martian was the one that I remember reading in high school and be like, wow, this is something I could really get into. And then I kind of fell off of it as I graduated and such, and then I'm back into it again. But that's one that I always kind of come back to, and I'm like, I can pinpoint this is the book that I remember reading and being like, I could really enjoy doing this week in, week out. I, I don't think I can pick one because I read constantly from mm-hmm. the time I, like I said, my mom would read to me and I knew how to read before I went to school. So if I had to say a, you know, a book or a group of books, do you remember the golden books that we all had as mm-hmm. kids or that were available? Mm-hmm. And I read all those. My mom read them to me, then I would read them. And so I just kind of moved on to other things that interested me, UFOs, Bigfoot, whatever, you know, so I did that. And then I think a lot of the, when when Star Trek, I was a big Star Trek fan when I was a kid, the the show, the original series. Mm-hmm. And when that ended, you know, we were all like, wow, what happened? What now? You know, so a lot of books were written with those characters that kind of went and did other things. So I got involved in those in junior high, you know, in elementary school, junior high, read everything I could get my hands on there and then just progressed to everything else you know the hobbit the mm-hmm. dune all of yeah. that stuff all of the all of the things that everybody read back in the day I, I was into that's the thing with a lot of those science fiction <clears> films <throat> as well as i think like star trek and star wars right. is they a lot of people think they kind of end at the movies or the tv shows but uh, star wars especially they have like a crazy expanded yeah. universe and it's with gotten a lot of the yeah books. it's gotten weird really really expanded weirdly expanded yeah. mm-hmm. um Back in the day, like I said, they had the books that that were written with those characters, and then it's it's gone off. And there are I don't even know yeah. how many different series. 
that still have the same basis. But a lot of times if you read, you know, this Star Trek story from this group and then in this other group over here, mm-hmm. they don't jive really, you know, like. Right. They're different stories. Know. Yeah. They're yeah. different. Well, and, and different uh, timelines, I guess. Right. Uh, things that happen that it wouldn't work in this in this series, but it does here. So anyway, interesting. Um, one movie, what's one movie that you've seen that was based on a book that you read that mm-hmm. you were disappointed in the movie? Mm, disappointed in the movie. I try not to be too disappointed in the movies because I try to see them as a different chapter or an extension of the story. I don't need it to be super faithful. Um, there's probably a handful, but I don't know if I can think of one right now. I think my favorite completely different movie from book is Practical Magic. I actually really like both of them as standalones, but they have very little to do with each other. (laughs) If you ever read the book Practical Magic, which I didn't even know it was a book uh, early on, it is an entirely different kind of story, theme. There's no actual magic in it. It's a feeling of is this magic or is this not magic? Whereas the practical magic goes into like this possession of the sky and a whole wacko storyline that was not in the book. I still enjoy both, but they are, they are definitely very distant cousins. <laughs> Do you have any um, movies that you ended up liking the adaptation more of the film than the movie or than the, than the book? Excuse me. Because I have one. Mine, the one that I would pick that I come back to pretty frequently is Children of Men. I think the movie did a better job uh, of adapt a better adaptation adaptation than the book was, in my opinion. Huh. But again, like you said, it is kind of a different chapter. Yeah. From the book itself, right. but to me, I think it better encapsulates the world that they're actually in um, in the film and then in the movie. I'm going to make a suggestion for both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen this already. This was one that I was majorly disappointed in, and it was The Watchers oh. by Dean Koontz. The book, if you read the book, wow, just wow. You need to read the book. But there were, I think there's like four or five different movies that were based on that book. And the first one that came out, I was so hyped when it, you know, when they did it. Mm-hmm. And I watched the movie and it, it didn't even really follow the book. Yeah. It didn't follow the book, but they did subsequently make movies after that. And I think the last one that they made was at least making an effort to be closer to the book, but none of them actually got, you know, exactly like the book. But if nothing else, read the book Watchers by Dean Koontz. Okay. It That's is, I won't give it away. It is an, Excellent, excellent book. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, there is one movie that I can say I liked better than book, and it was Fight Club. Mm. Oh, okay. Because Good Fight pick. Club, um, they actually used the the film itself became a character in the movie in a way that that could not happen in the book. Cool. Right. And the visuals of you know, because now everyone knows the twist, but at right. the time when I saw it, that twist was still relatively new back in 1999, and. Um, the visual aspect of having two different ca- two different actors play that same character, and then all of a sudden you realize they're the same person. Like it was a right. huge. Sorry to spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it since 1999, but amazing movie. Um, and then I tried to read the book, and honestly, it just it didn't hit the same, and I could not. I couldn't even do it. It was so different in writing than in film. The film was way better. <laughs> okay. 
We're going to touch on something real quick because we're going to take a break here in a minute. But we wanted to talk about creative aging at the library. Yeah. So tell me about that. So that's a great program um, that we have available. We have a facilitator who comes in and teaches art skills. And you can sign up for these programs, register for them um, at the library, and then go and attend. All the supplies are provided, and you get to go through and, and learn different aspects of how to express yourself through art. So it's a great opportunity to um, participate in learning a new skill. Okay. Classes will be every Thursday between March 7th and May 30th, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And sign up by contacting Denise, and we'll have that. We'll just go to the website. Yep. The information will be there. And um, let's see. The other thing we wanted to talk about, you wanted to... Say a big thank you to Craig Johnson. I did. Okay. Oh, we had Christmas with Craig, and I was super excited to experience this for the first time, not having come from Sheridan. Um, familiar with Craig Johnson because he's come to speak in Colorado as well. But uh, yeah, Isn't he great. We had almost 250 people at our four locations go and see him, and the Christmas story was so touching, and the audience was just right there with him, and you could see the look on their faces. Everybody had these warm fuzzies as they left, and <laughs> Craig is such an affable guy, so yeah. friendly and welcoming, and yeah, it was just amazing. I It's one of my favorite things now. <laughs> the Longmire series that he created mm-hmm. with, you know, everybody, and CJ Box has done a great job with his as well, yeah. but Craig, I remember when I was in radio, oh, many years ago. And he would come in, and this is when he had first started writing the books, and they hadn't taken off. Nobody knew who he was. But he he was just a local guy that everybody knew. Hey, I wrote a book. And so he came in and was telling everybody about the book and about who who the characters were, blah, blah, blah. And all of us, when we read those books, if you knew the people in Johnson County, Sheridan County at that time, you could tell who he was writing about or who he based what character on. Really? And it was just interesting, but nobody expected it to go anywhere. You know, it's like, oh, he wrote a book and he just continued to write the books Uh and come in and talk about them on the radio or wherever. And then all of a sudden, boom, and it just blew up. And I think it's great. You know, he's a great guy and I'm glad that it worked out for him. Yeah, they're great stories. They are. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back on the public pulse. We're talking with. I'm sorry, say your name again. Amy Long. Amy Long, who's the director of the library in Sheridan County. Thanks. We'll be back right after this. First Federal Bank of Trust would like to recognize the final winner of the $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Sports Officials Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. The Sheridan Wrestling Club is seeking gold, silver, and bronze sponsors for the 2024 wrestling season. Sponsorship helps keep costs low as possible for kids to participate by funding facility rentals, mat replacements, t-shirts for all participants, and scholarships for those unable to afford membership. Gold sponsorship is $500, silver is $200, and bronze is $100. 
a team t-shirts given for every $100 donated. They encourage any person or organization interested in sponsoring Sheridan Wrestling Club to find Sheridan Wrestling Club on Facebook. Email them at SheridanWrestlingClub at gmail.com or by calling 406-390-2768 for more information. Sheridan Wrestling Club is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization. A reminder to all boys and girls interested in wrestling, registrations now open at SheridanWrestlingClub.weebly.com. At WearingSheridan.com, you can see most every vehicle on their lot. In fact, you can see about 25 different photos of every vehicle. You can request information on the vehicle you're interested in. You can fill out a credit application, even schedule service work. Check it out, WearingSheridan.com, and experience the wearing way of buying vehicles. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, WearingSheridan.com. Bookmark it. Full-service dealership at 107 East Alger, WearingSheridan.com. Hi, Wyoming. It's Congresswoman Harriet Hageman. What a beautiful year in Wyoming. I don't think I have ever seen it so green for so long and with such an abundance of grass and vegetation. We are truly blessed. Our office is here to help with all interactions with the federal government. If you are having trouble with the IRS or VA, need help obtaining a passport, or have questions regarding other agency action, please don't hesitate to contact our office in Cheyenne at 829-3299 or the Casper office at 261-6595. I hope to see you soon. And for a schedule of our events, please visit hegeman.house.gov. While you are there, please sign up for our weekly newsletter to stay informed about the votes and issues that are important to Wyoming. I'm praying for you and your family, and we look forward to hearing from you. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. And good morning. Aaron Palmer on the first Federal Public Pulse program filling in for Floyd Whiting. And we will be joined now by Ken Gould from Walleyes Unlimited, who is on the phone. Good morning, Ken. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How was your holiday? It was very nice. Thank you. And yours? Oh, perfect. Very good. Very good. And I, I'm, I would imagine that the, the big boy in the red suit was good to you then? He was. He was. <laughs> he was nice to me. <laughs> very good. Well, that's kind well, of... I don't know why. What's that? I don't know why. Well, that's the same thing my wife says. She thinks, you know, <laughs> I was I deserved more coal than anything else this year. So, you know, I guess it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a male thing. It um, could be. One of the, that's what we're here to talk about is uh, not so much Christmas, but Christmas trees, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. So people that have Christmas trees and they're wondering real ones and want to know what to do with them aside from just putting them in landfill or, or recycling them, whatever, there are, there's a good thing that people can do with those trees, correct? That is correct. Okay. Um, they can take those Christmas trees up to the fairgrounds, and we have a, a dump trailer up there with a big sign. It says Christmas tree dump area. Um, we'll take those Christmas trees, and we'll, in the spring, with the help of the Game and Fish, the Wyoming Game and Fish, Paul Mavrakis, he'll uh, take them out on his barge out there at Lake Healy, and we'll sink them for fish habitat. Oh, at Healy. This has been done yeah. at Lake DeSmet in the past, though, correct? 
uh, we've done Lake DeSmet probably seven or eight times, and we've done Lake uh, Lake Healy twice. Ah. So this will be our third time at Lake Healy. So these Christmas trees actually provide habitat for the fish in the lake then? Yes, they do. Um, from what I understand, Lake Healy is pretty... Uh, uh, it's, it's pretty flat, and mm-hmm. there's no structure in there at all. So there's no place for the spawn to hide, really, but besides the shoreline. And, and uh, so the Christmas trees provide uh, provide shelter for that. And they, they actually, the fish will actually start using those trees two or three days after they've been sunk. Wow. That's good to hear. And that's going yeah. to do nothing but improve the habitat for those fish. And then, ergo, make more li- little fish become more bigger fish. Correct. Correct. Yeah. We uh, we take a concrete block and we tie them to the Christmas trees. And then we'll uh, drag the Christmas trees up onto the dock and then load them onto the, the boat that carries them out into the lake. Okay. So people can take their Christmas trees and obviously take all of the, you know, the decorations, all that stuff. That can't go in the water. So people that take, is, if there's tinsel, take it off of there. If there's any kind of correct. whatever, take that off as well. But it can be used. So they can take those to the fairgrounds. You have the trailer up there, like you said. And then say somebody wants to get involved and help you guys, uh, you know, sink those trees. Is that possible? That that is that is a wonderful thing because we always need volunteers to help with that project. We do that. Uh, we try to do it the first weekend of May. Okay. After the ice is off the lake, which there isn't now, but there will be if if we get our normal <laughs> winter right. Gotcha. There, there, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but yeah, they can they can get a hold of me and uh, sign up to be a volunteer for that. And then, and then uh, it usually takes about two and a half to three hours to do. Oh, that's not terrible. That's just a yeah, morning. It's, it's yeah, it's not terrible. We usually try to get out there around eight, nine o'clock in the morning. And we, in the past, we've always been back to Sheridan by noon. Gotcha. That's just yeah. a long Saturday morning. That's that's not terrible at all. Okay, so if they're interested, yeah. you said they can contact you. How would they go about contacting you? Uh, they can call me at 307-751-4047. Okay. Very yeah. good. Ken Gould with Walleyes Unlimited. If you have a real Christmas tree that you're trying to figure out what to do with it after it's it's gone past its useful life at Christmas time, then contact him and take it out there, and they'll, they'll turn it into fish habitat at Haley Lake. All right, Ken Gould, thanks for joining us. Walleyes Unlimited, thank you so much. That's going to do it for today's show, Public Pulse. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. First Federal Bank of Trust would like to recognize the final winner of the $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Sheridan Sports Officials Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. 
First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. McDonald's restaurants in Sheridan have a career opportunity for you. They're looking for enthusiastic open and closer crew members to join their fantastic team starting at $17 per hour. At McDonald's, Larry Storrow and the crew are all about helping you reach your goals. Open and closer crew members are the heart and soul of McDonald's. Ready to join the fun? $17 per hour? Go online to mchire.com to submit your application or stop by any Sheridan McDonald's location to pick up an application in person. McDonald's is an equal opportunity employer. Happy New Year from all of us at Heartland Kubota. Hi, this is Krista. Our entire Heartland Kubota family would like to say thank you for your friendship, goodwill, loyalty, and patronage. I hope that happiness and good cheer will be with you for the new year. Vow to do some of the things you've always wanted to do but couldn't find the time. Call up a forgotten friend, smile more, spend more time with your family and friends. May the new year bring you joyful hours, pleasant memories, and much happiness. Happy New Year from all of us at Heartland Kubota, 2450 Heartland Drive. If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. The holiday season is upon us, and the Wyoming Beer Distributors Association would like to remind you to enjoy your favorite alcoholic beverage responsibly. If you've had too much to drink, don't drive. If you host a party, be the perfect host to make sure your guests don't drive with one too many under their belt. Drinking and driving just don't mix. The Wyoming Beer Distributors wish everyone a happy and safe holiday season. This message sponsored by the Wyoming Beer Distributors Association, the Wyoming Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Fox Sports Radio is back in Sheridan every day, all day long, starting January 1st. Tune into the best sports lineup in the nation every single day on Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM. The best sporting lineup in the nation all day, every day, 24-7. Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM and online at SheridanMedia.com. We are Fox Sports! 